This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! of the High Hopes Podcast and Jack Fritz pitchers and catchers. Like, I am, okay, I'll be honest with you. You know, like, through this offseason, I've had highs and lows, yeah. more lows than highs. You know, I've been on and off with the excitement, with the belief and all that. Like, today, like, it hit me, man. Like, today, I, I've been more excited to talk to you at 6 o'clock than anything else I've done all day, all week. Like, I'm, I'm so in. I'm Phillies up. I'm 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 ready. Like I'm re- I'm so sick of Carson Wentz. For those who don't know, that Jack and I during our day job, we have to talk a lot of Eagles, a lot of this stupid Carson Wentz. I've grown to hate Carson Wentz. That's where I'm at. I hate him. Just I have to talk about him every day. I'm so excited for baseball. Like on another level. So that's where I'm at, buddy. How you doing, James? Uh. Listen, I I appreciate you uh, saying that you've been through some tough times this summer or this 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 winter. <laughs> That's where it's at right now. Yeah, this winter. It's been a, listen. It's been a long one, buddy. But but you know, know what? It's snowing again tomorrow. Yes. Like, en- enough with that already. Like enough. Yes. I, I, I never see another snowflake in my life. I'll be ecstatic about it. That's where I'm at with this. No, thing. come on, man. The snow's great. It's while it's falling and the day after. Nope. Not great. Yeah, come you on, man. Waking up to snow is great. But two-year-old around the city, it's awful. I'm just, it's horrible. I hate it. Enough. Yeah, you see, I think you're making this snow more about you than it needs to be. Um, and I would just, oh, I would, the oh, greater it's all good. about me, Jack. I mean, of all people, who am I talking to right now? What does that <laughs> mean? Am I talking to only child Jack Fritz or not? I don't know what that has to do with anything. I think I'm pretty normal for an only <laughs> child. So I, I don't appreciate the shot, all right? Now, now, since you said that, I'm going to have to work one more old guy joke into this show. <laughs> oh, that'll be hard. That's tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> six, be seven. Cool. Great. Yeah. So, listen, man. I, uh, I, I, listen, it's been, it's been a lot. But it didn't, it's like, up, yeah. sneak up on you. Like, it kind of came. That's what I'm saying. Like, today's the first day I've truly felt it. Like, all the moves, all stuff. Like, today. I, like, it feels real to me for the first time. And, like, I really, truly, it's like I have been happy today. Like, uh, uh, deep in my core happiness that I haven't felt since last season. Like, it just, it truly feels like baseball's back. It really does. It, it really does. And just, like, seeing the guys take the field at, at, at Spectrum uh, Stadium. Uh-huh. I know. I know. And, like, you know, Archie Bradley, who we like the signing. We don't love the signing until he comes on the podcast. Um like he's recording a video on his way in and like there's just so many I was thinking about this earlier like there's so many good dudes on this team you know from from Reese to JT to to Wheeler Nola to Kingery to Harper obviously to to Kutch um and then and now you add to the guy like Archie Bradley Hector Neris is an amazing personality like there's such a they're such a likable and 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 an, and an easy team to root for and they just seem like genuinely fun guys and I got, I mean, listen, we, we shouted them out last time. I, uh, but the Philly social media team just has taken another step up, you know, with the content. And, um, I very much appreciate it. Like that's, that's what makes for me, that's what makes spring training and all this so special and, and fun. Um, is because it's 
freezing up here. It is about to snow again. And there's just that little dose of warmness. And we are living vicariously through the Philly social media teams. It's uh, it's it's what we used to feel with Eagles training camp. We don't get that anymore, but we now get it with uh, with with spring training. Ah, oh, dude, it really it's a great point. Like it did, it was like twenty degrees here today. Like it was one of yeah. those days. I, I was talking to Emily about it, where you just walk outside and it it literally feels like your bones are cold. It's so cold outside. So to see, I, I love that you brought up the R.G. Bradley video, who, again, really has a chance to be an all-time favorite of this podcast. I'm just putting that out there. Like, I'm in. Like, I want to be all in. Right. But I'm in. But I, I could be, like, all in. Right. Uh, but, like, seeing that video and seeing him get there and, like, the excitement that he had and the excitement and just looking at a baseball field with nice weather. It, it, like, it again, like, I really, this is going to sound dramatic, but it feels like it's like salve for the soul. Like, I feel like I got a, a soul boost today. Like, I know that sounds dramatic, but I really feel that way. I felt like seeing all that stuff, it, it like changed my my perspective on the world. I'm to- I am totally with you. I brought shorts to, to work. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna walk like home. degrees out. I'm gonna walk home in shorts. That's all I care about. Like, cause it's it's. Listen, it's officially baseball season. There's just there, there's not there's no two words in the English language that makes me happier than baseball season. Our 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 nightly our nightly weekly daytime sometimes entertainment is almost here. We are 11 days from the first spring training game. It's it it really crept up on us. But James, we've made it. We're so close. So close to the first Phil's action of the year. Oh, man. What are, like honestly, like what a a beautiful thought, man. And and you know what? Like as I'm thinking today about pitchers and catchers and we'll get into some of the specific moves that have been made and stuff like um, but, um, I, I did feel some optimism today and look at you, you know, I know I felt like you, <laughs> I'm like talking myself into it, wow. but you know, I was, we were doing the show and we're talking and Joe to camera with his horrible Bryce Harper, his disappointment take, yeah, which is so, uh, a listener, among the worst takes in the history of, of WIP, a listener, a listener asked us if he is now banned from the podcast. And as your producer, uh, as his producer, I would, I would like you to chime in on that. Is he banned from the podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Stern, but Bans. fair. Stern, but fair. So, you... I mean, it, it, it's what it has to be. Like, again, we had a minor league baseball player. Shout out to Scott Boches or Boches. I don't know what it is, but a guy in the Mariners system went to Archbishop Wood, tweet the show and say it was the worst 15 minutes in the history of Joe to camera. And I was like, <laughs> my man, you nailed it. So now, yeah, I mean, it's ban worthy. It's just what it is. Side question. Does Joe to camera know how to define podcasts? Like, does he... Joe DeCameron know that we have this podcast? No, I don't think Better he does. Question. I don't think no. he does. And no. I definitely no. don't think he would know how to find the podcast. And then, no, he wouldn't know how to find it. If it's not on his radio dial, there's, oh. there's no chance. I mean, he was lamenting today that he bought a CD without a, a car without a CD player. And what a disaster that was for him. So, yeah, no. <laughs> Say no. Unbelievable. Podcast, the whole podcast thing. is So, yeah, banned. But point being... As that conversation was happening or whatever, and, and it kind of came up like a caller caught up and was like, hey, they're the, they're at best the fourth best team in, in the NL East. Like it's 
not even close. And Ray Dittinger was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I can't get him past the fourth best team in the NL East. And I'm like, screw that. Like, they're better than the Nationals right now. Sorry. Suck it. And, like, I don't know. Like, do I think the Braves and Mets are better? Yeah. Do I think the Phillies could end up better than one or either of those teams? Yeah. It's baseball. Like, the Phillies are not the World Series, are not a, a true blue World Series contender, but are they a playoff contender? Yeah. They are. They are a playoff contender. Come at me. Yeah. And I, I had that written down, too, for my for my take back. We might as well do it now. Like, I just hate that. I, 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 I genuinely hate that. Sure, they might be a third or fourth place team, whatever. But that's because the NL East is freaking loaded. Like, they are not, they're not your, 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 your dad's third or fourth place Phillies team. Like, they are a good, well-made baseball team that has talent. And yes, it might, it might not be a World Series contender. But for the love of God... Like, can we just enjoy that the Phillies actually tried this offseason? That they brought Didi back? That they brought JT back? That they're actually kind of going for it and just didn't throw in the towel? Because, ooh, it's going to be hard. Who cares? Like, who cares if they're a fourth-place team, a third-place team, or they win this freaking division? They tried. They went out and they spent money. They didn't just take their ball and go home. Stop being miserable for two days and just enjoy that the Phillies are back. I don't care if they're a third or fourth place team right now. You don't know that. I don't know that. You are a miserable person if that's your first thought when it comes to the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, and baseball's a weird sport, man. Like, from year to year, like, the ball bounces a certain way. There's luck. Luck in one-run games. I mean, for, like- for, can we just relax? Like well, a, and they're clearly like the point is they're in that discussion I where know. if luck goes their way, and it's funny that you brought that up because like I had the like and I guess my my early off season negativity rubbed off on Emily because Emily I was talking to her I was like oh yeah I'm like actually I was saying I'm like how excited I was to record I hope tonight I was like because like you know I'm like really jazzed right now pitchers and catchers Phillies and she's like yeah but they're gonna stink right and I was like actually no. Like, they're not going to stink. They're not going to stink. Me, let me tell you why they're not going to stink, honey. And like that, I'm just like in. I'm in on telling everyone why they're not going to stink. Again, they might be a third-place team. That's okay. They're going to they're gonna be competitive. They're going to go out and fight every night. They're a baseball team that actually has a chance. And I think in a 162-game season, like, look, we want them to win the World Series. Let's not lose sight of our ultimate goal. I know. We get that. I know. But, like, they're going to be competitive. Like, we can at least – I think coming off the end of last season – the sham of a season. Uh, I think like just how disappointing that end was, like not being one of the eight playoff teams and not winning two of the last eight instead of just one of the last eight, whatever. Like, I think it just kind of really like really soured people on this group of guys, because ultimately like it's a very similar core, basically the same core to last year with some additions, obviously the pen and whatnot. But um, I think that, I think that people have overreacted to that personally. Hey, quick question for you. <laughs> I don't want to dampen the mood of the podcast, but I was thinking. Oh, great. I was, Terrific. I was thinking about this today. Which was the worst September? The 2018 September, 2019, or 2020? Say it again. Which was the worst September? 2018, oh, 2019, like, or 2020? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I think I still say that Colorado series is the, the most awful thing I've seen. <laughs> from a Phillies team in the last few years. Like yeah. that was you know, outside of just the bullpen as an entity last year. 
But I do think that I think that in terms of like should have made the playoffs. And again, last year I I almost like truly feel like last year should just be stricken from yeah, the record books. As I sure. said the whole time, asterisk season, and I've never felt more confident in it. But I think that if we're just looking at the Septembers of each, last year has to be the most disappointing. Like the idea that you had to win two of your last eight and you couldn't do it, like that's bad. Like yeah. especially with Nola pitching twice. Like it's just that was a true and again, I don't even care. Like I think I, I think that in a vacuum that has to be the most disappointing. In reality, it helped us get rid of Matt Clintak. It helped us move forward. Like so if they make the playoffs, even by a game, like I don't know if Middleton does it. It seemed like it was hard enough for him to do it. He still didn't fire the guy. Clear. Matt Clintak's still there, Jack. You think he's so in Clearwater like, today? <laughs> I probably I'm sure he's there. Like what else would he be doing? Yeah. Regardless point being like i'm happy that it happened like a sham of a season don't really care that much i'd rather they make the playoffs in a real year all that stuff but in terms of like in a vacuum taking out all the things that happened because of it that was that was really bad yeah i guess it didn't affect me that much because connor brogdon was throwing 97 and looking like the next <laughs> madsen so like maybe that's why i didn't Plus hurt you're getting all the reports from boston about pavetta and yeah. all the excitement there you're like oh, i'm good yeah. it didn't hurt me as much because because of, of brogdon turning into madsen 2.0 I would actually answer 2019 just because remember that national series where they lost like what five yeah. straight? Yeah, that year, was, you're right. It was five straight. That right, was right. Really tough. And I think 19 to 11 was in that September. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was. That was the moral. Yep, it definitely was. Point that, being, that point being, that sucked. That's not that happening sucked. with this team. This this team's not doing that. <laughs> we not hope. not we th hope. not this team with the same core. Not not this team. Oh, but not this team with the exact same. Not this team. The yeah, same team. Um, all right, let's get into some of this stuff. I'm so excited. Like, I uh, really, yeah. truly, like, I want, I know that the people who listen to this podcast, like, look, they've been with us, with this, with us, I can speak, yeah. with us through this all. Um, and I appreciate so much how they, they go up and down with us and, and feel the Phillies the same way that we do. And I know that as disappointing as certain things have been as, you know, certain moves we want to made or, or we want a little bit more. I'm, I feel really confident that everyone listening to this pod right now, the true high hopers, the disease Phillies fans, like you feel like we do. You're looking at this as, you know what? Let's go. It's baseball season. I you have to look at it that way. I mean, like there's, there's no turning back now. I mean, listen, the one sixty two roller coaster is literally a month and a half away. A little, bit, a little bit over a month and a half. Ah, wow, buddy. I know. April 1st. Yeah, let's do it. April Fool's Day. Let's go. Yeah, what that's better a better omen for a Philly season to start than April Fool's Day. I know. I don't appreciate it. That's fine. All right. Um, quickly, you mentioned it. Um, the Middleton thing. How much credit are we giving John? Uh, I think a lot of people probably saw the, the spot track uh, tweet where I believe the Phillies have the fourth highest payroll in baseball now. Um, you look at the other teams in the top five, and they're all like the the real World Series contenders. So you'd like to get a little more bang for the buck, so to speak. But you know, we've given John a lot of crap. We have. He still hasn't gone over the luxury tax. Just to be fair, but you know, when I'll say this, coming into this off season after that horrific press conference, the you know, do you know how many people are going to be in the fans and stuff? I am absolutely. Way more impressed with John Middleton this offseason than I expected to be. I'll yeah, say that. Yeah. So, um, and listen, very happy with John. I just think it's funny that, you know, he kind of did what he was supposed to do and, you know, 
re-signed yeah, JT. He, and he, he, yeah, he brought it back. Yes. He ran it back. Yes. Like, let's not again. Yeah. He ran it back. But, but he is definitely he is definitely uh he, he's off my hot seat. Like I, I'm I'm I am officially good with John Milton. Very good. I'm excited that I I'm, I'm I'm just excited for the season. I have no problem with John Middleton, and I'm glad that like honestly, how much is it that the 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 fans you know holding holding him accountable and holding this team accountable and saying, listen, like we've been in the postseason in forever, and I know you guys didn't make it last year, and I know the bullpen stuff and whatever. Like you can't just you can't just throw in the towel because of one tough year, you know. Um, so I I am proud of him. I am proud that he. Um, listened to the fans and was like, you know what? I, I'm too competitive to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to throw my talent for the entire season. Like, I'm glad that he did what he did, and uh, he is in my good graces. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say he's in my solid graces. I you will know, say like- this. Uh, we are a <laughs> we are a Taewon Walker signing away from being J- Jack Middleton. Oh, buddy. I'll give him uh- – What's is there another John thing that is not quite Jack level yet? Not really. Not really. Not really. No. Not really. Okay. It doesn't take much for me. I just need Taewon Walker's on. (laughs) Then we're set. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I think um, again, more than anything, expected what I expected versus what I got. I'm I'm very happy with what I got. And and look, I do think that Dave Dombrowski deserves some credit for this. Like. I think the date we've talked about this a lot, and it was kind of the the biggest reason you and then me got excited about Dave Dombrowski to begin with. It was the idea that Dave could come in and kind of push Middleton in the right direction for certain things, unlike Andy McPhail, yes. who was pushing him in the wrong right. direction for things. Right. Um, so yeah, look, credit, well, ulti- credit ul- to Middleton. And ultimately, He's spending money, you can't, you can't rip him. Yeah, uh, it's a shame that is he like you rip him for the fact that he let Andy McPhail. Use all that, like get them in a situation where when they spend all this money, they still have a third or a fourth place theoretical, you know, pre, you know, again, I don't think it's definitely going to play out that way, but a theoretical roster in their division, you could say, all right, for 198 million, you should have a better team, obviously, but that's a separate discussion. He's spending money, which is what you can ask for. Right. And also, like, he clearly just lost confidence in the guys who are spending his money. I mean, it's not, a, it's not simple. It's not, uh, Exactly the same thing, but he has spent like eight. eight he's committed eight hundred and fifty million dollars the last like five five years, or whatever. Like that's a that's a lot of money, and then most of it was wasted by by Andy and Clemtech. So um, with Dombrowski, yeah, the one the one thing that originally made me excited, and now I'm I'm pretty all in on Davey, was that um, he like Middleton was going to trust him with his money. I mean, you don't you don't win two World Series, have that kind of track record, get him to come here in the first place without you know, letting him do what he does. So, um, yeah, Dombrowski definitely has been a major factor. And, hey, you can trust me with your money. I will get the best return on investment. And even though it might not end up working out, I mean, Dombrowski is not perfect, you know. But uh, at least it's 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 pointing them in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's, uh, let's get into some specific roster stuff. Um, obviously, we mentioned the Brad Miller thing. I think that's probably the biggest move that's happened since we last spoke. I think we could just say yes. Like you know, oh, I don't yeah. think I don't know how anyone's complaining about the Brad Miller signing well, three and a half million dollars. Yep. Yeah, and, cool. and, and I think they had to do it because I'm not sure Hoskins starts day one. So I think we're gonna see a lot of Brad Miller at third. Um, uh, uh, obviously Didi at short, Segura at second, and then Bowman at first, especially with no DH. So 
Um, and then as the season wears on and, and Hoskins is back, they'll probably play him in left more with, with McCutcheon because there's a lot of belief that he can't play uh, left every single day, and we saw that last year. Now, I will say that was coming off an ACL injury. He's a full year plus removed from it, so um, he should have better mobility this year. But um, I think Brad Miller's going to play more than you think, and, and I guess that's why they were so aggressive in going after either him or Marwin um, is because – you know they're they're gonna play more than I think that we're expecting. So um, it was a great signing. The guy just hits tanks um, and a, a good clubhouse guy. Another fun guy to root for on this team. Yeah, and also a guy who can play any position in the infield. Like if you need it, like he gives you some versatility. Literally, he can play all four positions in the infield. Last year played second, short, and third, and we obviously know he can handle first if needed. And guess what? He can play the outfield too. We saw him play the outfield for the Phillies multiple games when he was here too. So I'm obviously not an elite outfield or anything like that. But the point is like, if you're getting a bench guy like that, like he does give you a lot of versatility and, and you look at what he did when he was in Philly in 941 OPS. I didn't realize it was that high. It's pretty impressive. Um, And then an 807 OPS last year in St. Louis was batting cleanup for them at certain times. Like also no batting gloves. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. You know, I, I just think this is, a, and look, clearly a good clubhouse guy. You know, that we joke about the bamboo thing, but that's, it's a clubhouse thing. You know, it's the kind of thing where, you know, people got on board with, with a, um, a thing that he did. You know, I just, I think it was a no brainer. I think they needed the exact type of guy that Brad Miller is and for the price and for what he's potentially going to give you. And, and a great point about Hoskins, Jackie, that's something we haven't brought up. I haven't heard anyone really talk about in depth the idea that, yeah, Hoskins had Tommy John. Like, he's, probably not going to be ready like full go by the start of the season. And with no DH, you can't hide him as much. So I think it's a really interesting point. I think from that perspective, I already like the Brad Miller sign. It makes me like it even more. So, yeah, um, I'll just say this, like, you know, with him in the fold now with, with the bullpen, the way it is starting rotation, like like center field is really the only big question mark on the roster. Like everything else kind of makes sense. Upside being what it is. Like there's only really one massive hole on the on the on the roster, and um, you know, and signing a guy like Brad Miller just just makes the whole whole team better. And yeah, I mean, the bamboo thing <laughs> kind of fizzled out, but you know, it was, it was a fun two weeks there. It was, it was a good time. Oh yeah, it was good. I mean, you still literally uh, will tweet out the picture of the bamboo in your front seat. I mean, I think that alone made it worth it, right? Yeah, I think I brought one into the station and. I'm, <laughs> oh, pretty, I remember. I'm pretty Jack. sure it died. I remember. You went, yeah, it did. You went all in on that. Um, all right. Uh, more moves. Not really anything super exciting. Dude, uh, Tony you're Ma- downplaying this. Come on. What, Tony Watson? Tony Watson! <laughs> Lefty reliever. What a, what a thing. I know. Dude. I like Tony Watson. He's uh, no, Look, another guy who, you know, varying levels of success, but another guy who's closed Major League Baseball games before. <laughs> like, I know that seems like such a ridiculous um, thing to get excited about, but after last season, like I'm excited to have guys on this team who have had the ball and shut down games before. Like that feels valuable to me more than it ever has. Yeah, he's basically taking the uh, it's the Jose Alvarez role, you know, like the 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 veteran lefty that has been pretty good. It's gonna get outs, gonna get consistent outs. Um, yeah, I don't I, like he's just been good for, for forever. It seems like like I'm pretty sure I've owned Tony Watson in fantasy for like ever. Like maybe, yeah, buddy. Maybe, maybe 2011. But it's, multiple it, times. They, I mean, they're they're lefties. When I mean, just think about this. You know, when you have to face you know Freeman, uh, Soto, um, Lindor is going to be a switch hitter, whatever. But Jeff McNeil, you know, 
hits 700 against us. I mean, having having Jojo Romero, Jose Alvarado, and Tony Watson just gives you a legitimate chance against those guys. Like, especially against Freddie Freeman. Like, I for, just just get freaking Freddie Freeman out. And I know he's a great guy, and I love having him in fantasy. I'm very glad he's NL MVP for my fantasy team. But for the love of all that is holy, just get him out. <laughs> just just consistently get him out. Wouldn't once. that be something, Jack? Yeah. Wouldn't that yeah. be something? Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't bring Brian McCann out of retirement just so I can have these freaking lefties get him out. Like, seriously. Like, these lefties are nasty. And, uh, yeah, Juan Soto, too. Juan Soto is getting towards Freeman level. It's just, like, watching Juan Soto is amazing. For like That's what's so tough about the NL East. Like, I genuinely love watching Juan Soto. He torches us every single time. But, like, he is un- – like, I never saw young Barry Bonds, but for the- this is what he is, right? Well, the-, the funniest thing about that is Juan Soto is way bigger. Young Barry Bonds, like Uh-oh. Young Barry Bonds, did not look like Juan Soto. No, I'll just tell you that. I know, I know, it's crazy. But Juan Soto is like a big dude, man. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, like, like those lefties at least give you a chance against those guys, and th- it's crazy how much like lefty depth they have. Like, we're not even talking about. Like, I know. All of a sudden, they more they have, more. I mean, come on, they have better lefty depth than righty depth, which Alvarado, is weird. Moore and Watson alone is the, you know, assuming, and again, this is a big assumption, but I, I really do think that your uh, initial take and what we've kind of dove deeper into the idea of Matt Moore as a, a weapon out of the bullpen, like, look, it might not happen. I think that's the most likely outcome for the Matt Moore signing, a, a positive outcome at least. Um, so I do think that that's, you know, I think you look at those guys. If you take those three guys, like when was the last time they had three lefty relievers who you like didn't feel awful <laughs> came into the game? Uh Air Romero. Yeah, you're right. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 crazy. And I, and that's not even getting to the minor league guys. I mean, Delway, Damon Jones, Eric Miller, uh Hannigan, like they have some dudes coming up too, which is which is just as exciting. So um listen, <laughs> optics. I I am allowed to to take this back. I'm excited for the Phillies bullpen. Ooh, okay. All right, good. I'm happy you said that because I wanted to bring this up because you tweeted something Yes. that I just flat out disagreed with. What? And Yeah, and it was your tweet that you said that you are more worried about the starting rotation than you are the bullpen. Yeah. And I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. All right, make your case. Make your case. I will make the case. The case is is Archie Bradley is the only guy that I know for sure is good. Like, there's a lot of flyers. There's a lot of hope. Like, I really hope Jose Alvarado is the dude who we see throwing that, you know, 99-mile-per-hour breaking ball that somehow just, like, drops off the table out of nowhere and is nasty. I hope, but I don't know. His shoulder? Who the hell knows? Like, Tony Watson? Who knows? Like, none of these guys. Like, Neris, I mean, I still like Hector. But, like, like I don't have – like, I have hope and I have – and, like, Rondone, love the move. Like, Kinsler, love the move. Like, I like these guys. I think they're – they are upgrades over the, the, the trash they wrote out last year. But, like, Archie Bradley's the only one I feel super confident in. He's the only one I'm like, all right, I feel like that dude is a shutdown reliever. The rest of them are, are hopeful. Hopeful and look, maybe one hits, one doesn't. It all kind of evens out. But 
I don't know. Like, I certainly can't say after what I saw last season and the moves they made this offseason that I'm sure that it's going to work because I'm not. I'm sure about Archie Bradley. That's it. Yeah, but what about the rotation? I mean, like— I still got three guys I trust. Like, I trust Nola Wheeler and Eflin at the top. Like, I do. I feel good with that. I think Zach Eflin's good. Like, he's a major league pitcher. I'm cool with that. Like, yes, four or five's a concern. I'm not going to say I'm, like, locked in and feel great about it, but I definitely feel like eventually with Spencer Howard and, and you know— Look, I'm not excited about Chase Anderson. I'm not saying I'm like jumping for joy and the possibility of Velasquez or Matt Moore there. Like, I don't think it's great, but I let's put it this way. I feel more confident in the Phillies' top three starters and then figuring it out than I do in anything in the bullpen other than Archie Bradley. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't disagree more. Like, I, I like Eflin a lot and I, Ooh, I, I bring I, it. I believe, I believe in Eflin and I, 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 I want to believe in Eflin, but we've seen him go through ups and downs his entire career. He's never been consistent. He'll put together seven or eight good starts and have four bad ones and, you know, up and down, up and down, and he'll, like, get hot and all that stuff. So for 60 games, yes, he ended the year on a hot streak, and he was good. I, I don't know if he's going to do that for a 162. Zach Wheeler doesn't miss bats, okay? Like, I, I like Zach Wheeler a lot, but a 98-mile-an-hour ground ball pitcher isn't exactly sitting well with me. So uh, Zach Wheeler slander was not what I expected well, on the I pitchers just, and I, catchers I, pod, but whatever. It's I okay, just, go ahead. Just have to make, make my— Make your point. Make your point. Make my side of the <laughs> argument here. Um, and we all know about September NOLA, so I won't get to that. Um, wow. You're really going. <laughs> You're going all in on this. Uh, well, listen, this is what I do for most of my day here. Um, uh, Spencer Howard, I don't know if he's going to be a starter. It seems like they're kind of pushing him out of the rotation and maybe use him in the bullpen, but it seems like they're going to limit his innings, and for as much as I believe in him, I, I, I can't say I'm going to trust him this year. Uh, Vince Velasquez, next question. Matt Moore, next question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chase Anderson, true. next question. So uh, I don't know, man. Like When I look at – when I look, look, look at a bullpen of Bradley, Naris, Kinsler, Alvarado, Watson, Brogdon, Romero, Rendon, Coonrod, Vinny, slash Matt Moore, like that, I have a legitimate chance of winning most ball games with a bullpen like that. It's a combination of good lefties, a combination of good stuff, and two back end options in Bradley and Naris that I can that I trust to consistently get out. So um, I, I just trust the guys in that bullpen more than. You know the the depth of the bullpen is. I don't think they have the high upside guy at the end of the at the back end of the of the of the bullpen. But I which they tr- don't. Yeah, clearly. But I trust that they'll be able to consistently win ball games and not get blown out. With the starters, there's 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 three that I feel good about, and then there's two pretty big question marks. So I don't really have a huge question mark on the bullpen other than age <laughs> stuff. Um, oh, and, yeah, those aren't two important things, like no biggie, and all that. Honestly, honestly, look, it's a honestly, good take. I don't so, hate the take. I just disagree. So, full disclosure, I'm pretty high on both of them. Like, I just, I genuinely, whoa, whoa, but high I on the Phillies pitching staff, Jack. Well, and that we haven't even factored in Caleb Gotham. I mean, if we're talking about the the main reason why I'm excited Ooh. about the Phillies bullpen or Phillies, I like that take. That's oh, a take I can get down with. Let me tell you something. The Caleb Cotham effect. If Caleb Cotham is bad, I will quit this podcast. There is, I, I <laughs> like there is not there has not been one person in the Phillies in my lifetime, and this is counting Nick Pavetta. This is counting all of my takes. There is not one that I am more confident in being a superstar than Caleb Cotham. Like I, that's I just telling you where I'm at. I'm telling you where I'm at. Caleb Cotham is going to be unbelievable here. 
Wow, that is a strong and look, I I won't refute it or doubt it or whatever. I'm I'm I love every single thing I've heard about this guy. I'm very excited about him. But like it's a strong take, Jack. You yeah. did not come in lightly on that. No, I, I like I will put my reputation on the line for Caleb Gotham. Like that's wow. I strongly, strongly believe in Caleb Gotham. Wow. Yeah. It's that's it's probably so- the strongest thing I've believed in, and that's that's him. So I don't know if I want to phrase it this way because it feels like a bad thing for Caleb. Yes. But is he your new Nick Pavetta? Is that where we're going right now? <laughs> well, listen, maybe you have in Boston in two years. <laughs> Speaking of Pavetta, 43 days till opening day. Just want to get that out there. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Um, all right. I got more. Uh, quickly, Jeff Mathis, nothing to no. care about, right? No. no just, stop with this Jeff Mathis thing. Dude, you are such a hater. You are such stop. a hater. Why do you stop. why do you hate good things? Good things of a spring training catcher? Sweet. Let me tell you, let me can, He's not taking the job from my favorite player, Andrew Knapp. I'll tell you that much, Jack. I've I, I would rather have Mathis. Stop. I'm serious. No, you I, I I don't care. Slander. Andrew Knapp slander that that has never nor will ever happen on this podcast. Can okay? I can I make a bet with you right now? I, I I'm a little nervous, but yes. I was Go going ahead. I was going to save this for the take bag, but I'm Ooh, I'm, I'm getting it that's out now. Multiple things. I'm 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 really digging into the take bag today. It yes. makes me feel good about myself. Yes. I have a Jeff Mathis bet that I want to propose to you. <laughs> I can't wait for this. I bet you lunch. Or whatever we decide that okay. that pitchers whatever that pitchers throwing to Jeff Mathis will have a lower ERA this year than JT Realmuto. <laughs> oh okay, uh, yes. This is all this that. this all this all factors into him actually making the team. Yeah, I was just trying to say like the bet is null and void. We're not doing spring training ERA, no, right? No, we are not. Um, look, I, 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 it's a it's a risky bet for me in the sense that that Mathis plays last game, so yes. there's. You know, but I guess there's more volatility to it that way. Either way, sure. I'll take JT over Mathis. Bet made. Done. All lunch, right. beers, Sounds whatever the hell you want. Sounds like a free lunch to me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Dude, so he's, an elite, high- he's an elite framer. Like, elite oh, framer. Oh, I mean, God. elite framer. I think I might be a better hitter than Jeff Mathis. You probably are, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know. Elliot Shore Parks uh, is a better hitter than Jeff Mathis. No, stop. We all watch that. Stop, <laughs> stop it. Um, all right. I, I I don't know why it's it's almost forty minutes into the pod and this is being brought up. Thank but... you. <laughs> I don't know where you're um, going, but thank you. You're welcome. It's you, so you should thank me. Uh, Johan Rojas, really? You Seriously. actually tweeted it. You actually tweeted he's our Soto or Acuna. Like, really? You had to go and do that? Did you? Am I? Hold on. In fact, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna filibuster for a second while I pull up your Twitter profile. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was there. There is a line in your Twitter bio that says trying not to mush Phillies players. Right. Okay. So go ahead. Um. That's a good point. I forgot about my <laughs> I forgot about my Twitter bio. That's a good point. It's a solid solid rebuttal. Um I'm happy it was in there because I was like ninety percent sure it said it in there, but I was like, I better check and if it doesn't, I'll I'll spin it some other way. But I was pretty sure that was in there. Yeah, it's still in there. Um so people took that very strongly per usual. 
Like it's shocking, really? You're saying that he's going to be one of the best players in the sport? Yeah. No, I said he's going to be our version. Doesn't mean he's going to be as good as those guys, but I said he's going to be our version of that. So, um, yeah, this is all Mitch Rupert's fault. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Mitch. I know. Mitch is down there, you know, busting his butt. Getting you minor league info, I videos, know. all that stuff, and then you're gonna crap on him. Yeah, this is all. This is all. Hey, Mi- hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, Mitch, I'm sorry. Yes. I just want that out there. Nothing to do with this. Right. Go ahead. So I'm just minding my own business. You know, waiting for the Phillies. You know, to to announce the the non roster things. It comes out. Rojas is on there. Like I freaked out. I'm just straight up giddy. Like I'm already. I'm already. You you literally tweeted that. You literally tweeted. I'm giddy. Like Dude, that's what you said. I haven't so, stopped. I haven't stopped thinking about Johan Rojas. But I know for those who want to know, Jack has come into my producer studio multiple times over the last couple of days and said that exact. That's why I was so shocked he tweeted it because he had said it to me in person a couple of times and I like laughed at him. Yeah. And then he went and tweeted it anyway. Yeah. Well, as I always say, if you're not first to a take, you're last. But that's um, true. So I'm already excited. I'm already over the moon. I'm already overjoyed by Johan Rojas being in camp. And then Mitch Rupert quote tweets my tweet with a video highlight package of Johan Rojas in Williamsport. I watched it and I said, he looks like a Kuna and he looks like a, he looks like an absolute superstar. He looks like a guy's going to steal me bags. Like, he, like as soon as he adds more strength, I just his 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 upside is unbelievable. Have I have I already dreamt of Johan Rojas in the same lineup as Harper? And Real Muto and Bohm and Hoskins. Yes, of course I had done that. Like I, like I, 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 I swear to you, James. I was sitting there, and I, I was sitting there last night on my couch, and I was just thinking about like the weather for Johan Rojas's first start, and like I was, I was picturing you know that that classic Citizens Bank Park sunset where it's like it's like still it's like that golden hour. And like the sun's kind of peeking through uh, right center field. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know that look, right? I, I mean, do. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking about like T Mac being like, and there's Johan Rojas making his major league debut, and I was getting wistful. Was like, that your T Mac impression, real quick? I don't I think just, I have a T Mac. I yeah, because that wasn't. I fun. know, I know. Well, I don't know if I have a T Mac. Like, I'm trying to think if I can I've muster never tried a T Mac. Tried T-Mac. Yeah, I've never tried it. And me either. There's nope. That was terrible. No, I was like, never gonna do that again. Gone. There? I can hear it in my head so perfectly, and then I can imagine it to my voice, and then it comes out wrong. Way Johan Rojas! Way up there and way out of here! No, that's, but that goes in the hairy. Like, I'm sorry. I know. Listen, I know, we're sorry. I know, we, hey. We, we as a podcast are sorry. Hey, T-Mac, if you listen to this part, I'm sorry I don't have an impression down. Um, yeah. We would love to. Yeah. I don't. I just don't to put that out there, and I, I'm guessing T Mag is not listening to this part, but his son might be. Uh, I hey, guarantee. Pat. I guarantee Pat's gonna send this <laughs> send this along. Uh, so T Mac, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, have. We're sorry. Yes. We're sorry. I we don't have an impression of you, but I will say, Tom, if you are listening to this part, I've already thought about uh, your introduction of Johan Rojas, and I cannot wait for it. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, no pressure, Tom. So now you can't screw it up. I mean, if you know. It's legendary, potentially, yes. according to Jack. Oh, dude, I swear to you, <laughs> man, I can't wait. I literally, I know. We I all literally know. can't. All right, wait. I got, I got one more thing on my list, okay. and then, uh, and then 
your take bag and then yeah. uh, you've thoughts. taken but a lot of my take bag. I'm happy. I'm hoping I do too. Oh, quickly, uh, just to to reiterate from last time, since it was not officially on the roster, the official high hopes position is Noah Dubal Herrera. Okay, moving on. Um, one more thing about your tweets that I had to get. No Odubel Herrera. No. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, last one that yes. I have for you, Jack, yes. um, because I saw you tweet this as well. And uh, you locked I, in on my Twitter account. I like. Yeah. That. Well, I figured, you know, you know, pay attention a little bit. It doesn't hurt. Um, let me see if I can actually find the tweet because okay. you didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a uh, a full on statement. But it was, yeah, there it is. Okay, so here it is. Okay. And I want to know where we're at on this because I think it's very, very important okay. for me and the listeners to know. Okay. Uh, three days ago, you tweeted, thinking about buying into Scott Kangaroo again. <laughs> we we all know how that's gone yeah. in the past. Yeah. I mean, last year, not to bring up bad memories, but you said he would lead the team in war. Well, just we for those who forgot. I don't, don't, wanna, I, don't let, I don't want anyone to forget that that was said. Um, where you at? Um... I didn't appreciate that you brought that up, by the way. <laughs> uh, would just like to would just like to point out, not point out, but just confess, was a little drunk, and <laughs> I was thinking about Scott Kingery, and I was like, why not? You know, like why not? Um, so with Kingery, so, uh, so he had this. All right, <laughs> Kingery. Yeah, you're gonna say it, Kingery. Kingery had bad advice last year when it came to hitting instruction. And I liked the swings that he was taking um, when he came back up from the minor leagues last year. I think he was working down there with some of the minor league hitting coaches. And I liked some of the hacks he was taking. Was still striking out a little bit too much, but I thought he was hitting the ball harder. And I think a full offseason of hopefully the right kind of instruction uh, would get Kingery back to where um, he's supposed to be. And I just, I, 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 I know, I know it's, it happens, whatever. I just think there's a more talented baseball player in there. Like, I just, I, I can't give up on the talent just yet. And, and I just think eventually he's going to be the, the full-time center fielder. Like they're waiting for someone to come in and take that job. And I want it to be Kingery. And I think it should be Kingery. And I wanted to take it and run with it. And this is it, you know, I mean, this is, this is it for Kingery. And, I'm just I'm buying in one last time. I think he's going to get good instruction. I think he's in a good spot and uh it's nothing super hard hitting other than I like the the hacks he was taking when he came back last year, but um I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about Kingery. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Look, nothing crazy. All, look, there is clearly a better baseball player in there than we've seen. Like just based on the the track record prior to making the major leagues like and look, maybe he can't make the jump. Maybe he's a quiet guy. But there have been a lot of things that have looked the first season. You know, you can always, you know, kind of explain that away. Rookie just didn't look ready. Second season, like it really felt like we saw flashes. Like there were moments where I'm like, this guy's a really good baseball player. And then last year, just kind of, you know, had COVID heading into the season. I think we underrate that. You hear from a lot of players how that really has lasting effects. And some it doesn't. Some they're just fine when they come back or whatever. But like, you do see it where it does have lasting effects on guys. So we don't really know if nothing else on his conditioning, on his ability to, you know, really be fully in shape, all that stuff. So we don't know. I do think that what I'm trying to say is I think for last year specifically, we saw jumps in year two. And I think last year I can be convinced 
to give him a mulligan. I'm not saying I'm all in or I believe, but like I can see the reasoning for believing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's more just like, why not? Um, but I, 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 I did Let's like, hope you're right. How about that? Let's just hope that he's good. All I, first off, all I said was thinking about, I, that's why I said, I'm trying to get an all update. Right. I didn't, you know, paint you a new corner. Um, all right. What do you got on the take back? Uh, my first thing to take back is, did you see bearded Nola today? Bearded Nola? Yeah. No. Oh, it's looking strong, man. I, is I it looking good? Oh. I saw the quotes from Nola. I didn't see any pictures. Hold on. Keep yeah. talking. I'll look at yeah. it. Yeah. Bearded Nola is, is a is a treasure. I'm excited for Bearded Nola. Um, how crazy is it going from the, the non-rock? Oh, Bearded Nola. Yeah. Strong, okay. Right? Strong. I can get down with that. It looks like 10 years older. It looks like, looks like he's ready for hopefully pitching well in September this year. Um, <laughs> I It's just so crazy to me going from the... From the non-roster invitees of Bud Norris, Francisco Liriano, Drew Storen, and, and Robert Stock to Tony Watson, Brandon Kinsler, and Hector Rendon, like, <laughs> like it's just it's such a it's such a breath of fresh air that um that like those are the guys that are our minor league deals, you know, versus what we were dealing with last year. One hundred percent with you. Like just a, again, guy, like just pure major league success alone is like so much more significant for those guys. Uh I also want to shout out the Cubs. I mean, you the Cubs saw Oh, you the, good job. This is what you're <laughs> one of my final thoughts. So, go ahead away. I'm I'm very with you. I mean, they they saw the 2020 oh, they Phillies. Love the, they they love the Phillies more than we do. Yeah. They were all in on that team yeah. last year. They said, "Wow, they oh, just, they did God. some things. Wow. They did some things right last year." <laughs> Let's go get Brandon Workman. Like the Arietta thing. First of all, like way too much money. And if you watch a guy pitch, like just a horrible signing. I know it's a one-year deal. I say there are never bad one-year deals. Sorry, that's a bad one-year deal. Like I hate it. But to actually sign Brandon Workman, really, really? I know, I know. It's awful. Love For like it. three million Love too, it. right? Um, yeah. Oh, I think it, it was a million with incentives or whatever. Um, I hate that I'm spurring this on you, on you, but I think it's funny. Oh God. I think uh, I think I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Where okay. does where does Arietta rank amongst your least favorite Phillies of your life? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, <laughs> like higher higher than you think. Like really, like I don't like him. I hated the way he went about his business, like calling out teammates when he stunk, like all that type of stuff. The attitude, and then the amount of money and the return we got on it. Like he's high. He's really high. I'd have to really. I'm not prepared off the cuff to give you a a real definitive answer like JD Drew, who never even played for the team, pops to mind. But hate hate that guy. Um, you know, Roland, but not as much as Arietta. Hmm. He's high on the list. I'll say that he's right. high on the list. Uh, I got a couple that I wrote down quickly. Ooh. Uh, Wes Helms. Okay, was, sure. Was a like, weird hate, but I like it. A weird hate. He was just like innocuous. Oh, like, I hated like, him. Hated him. Yeah, I mean, it was like it, it, inconsequential is the way I look at Wes Helms. David Bell. Yeah, well, I know we've we've talked before about your <laughs> visceral, visceral hatred of David Bell. It's pretty wild. Like, I don't think there's anyone on the planet who hates David Bell more than you. Uh, Chad Qualls. Congratulations, by the way. It's a, a true. Uh, David Bell's true, a true sports hate. Yeah, I mean, well, just to to have that level of um, 
you know, I mean, I think that's pretty impressive to be able to say I, I hated these guys that much yeah. that everyone knows how much I hate this guy. I think it's pretty good. Qualsy, obviously. Qualsy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam Eaton, by the way. Yes. Very, 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 very high on the list as well. I own, I don't know if you know this, but I own real estate in Chad Qualls' head. <laughs> just, just berated him. So? Berated him for a Phillies Marlins game in like 20, wherever, like 2013. Like it was, it was in, um, it was uh, in batting practice, and the Marlins were, or yeah, the Marlins were taking BP, and, and Chad Qualls was in left field with with his teammates, and I was just like, Chad, like just berating him about how much he sucked and how much how much I hated him here, and like his teammates were egging me on, just destroyed Chad Qualls. I I could not stand Chad Qualls. Poor dude. Yeah. Listen, when I when I when there's a Phillies hate, I mean it's it's up there, uh, and then obviously. You know, the workman embryos of the world. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't think quickly enough about last year, but, yeah. like, legitimately. Yes. Legit. I do love that uh, I, I, the, by far the best thing that Heath Embry has ever done in any relation to the Philadelphia Phillies or playing for the Phillies or pitching for the Phillies was liking your Happy New Year to everyone except Heath Embry tweet. Like, that was pretty funny that he liked that. That's, that's the only good thing he's ever done. That is. That is so. Uh, shout out to the Cubs. Enjoy him. Enjoy him and Brandon Workman. Good times. Uh, boy. What a team. What a what team. A team. You were talking before about what a likable team we have uh, here now. Certainly not the case. No, I'm sure Cubs fans are thrilled. Um, and my last thing here, uh, I want to go over some of the little like WIP award things that we're doing. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, on on the station we're we're handing out WIP awards like best things since the 2000s. Um, so like some of the things on here are Phillies related that I wanted to run by you. Where would you rank where would you personally rank the 08 Phillies of the teams of the 2000s? So the I mean it, it's very clear you're talking just Phillies teams. So so no, all... so the options are the 01 Sixers, 04 Eagles, 08 Phillies, 2010 Flyers, 16 Nova, 17 Eagles. Like where did the Yeah, the... it's it's 17 Eagles and 08 Phillies by miles. Like there's no one even close to those two teams. Like that's it. Yeah, they didn't. As far they, as I'm concerned, they didn't put my my write-in candidate on here, which is annoying. What was your writing candidate? <laughs> the eleven Phillies. I mean, <laughs> you're such a nerd, man. I know. I know. I actually, I actually said on the air that the O four Eagles and the eleven Phillies were better than the O eight Phillies and the seventeen oh, Eagles. Oh God, damn. really? It's, Did you really do that? It's right, Jack. It's right. It's it's horrible. I get I get what you're doing, but it's horrible. Um, coach manager of the 2000s, Charlie, Charlie, Doug. Charlie, Charlie, over I Doug, said. Andy, and Jay Wright. Yeah, Charlie. I mean, look, Jay Wright's the answer. Like, if we're yeah. just gonna say best one, it's Jay Wright. But like, in terms of like best plus like who I love the most, who I care about the most, who I like to hang out with the most, it's Charlie by light years. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and Doug's pretty great. Don't get me wrong. Doug's great, but Charlie had like a run of success that Doug didn't. Like Charlie Charlie was the manager of the best team in Philly's history. Like the best five year run we've ever had. He has the most wins in the history of the franchise. Like I love Doug and I appreciate Doug for what he did in winning us that championship. But like in terms of like historical relevance to the franchise, like Charlie's better. And uh just for my money, uh uh Villanova's in like Reading compared to Philadelphia. So like <laughs> I don't think they can count. Um, Love it. Cosine. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, best moment of the 2000s. Uh, this is a very controversial one. Yes. Well, because the, the especially super- because the ki- the the Chase Utley play in Game Five isn't on there, but whatever. Yeah, neither is Pavetta's uh, complete game against the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> Iverson steps over Lou, stairs home run. Uh, Deshaun walk off Gagne, whatever. Uh, Philly special or the yeah, BG so- strip sack. Yeah, so so my initial thought was clearly the BG strip sack. I think that's the most important play of all of those. But Elliot made a a, a great point inside a bad point. So sounds about he right. Said that yeah, he said that the step over should be the winner because it's not just relevant to Philly fans, but to everybody, and thus more iconic. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a great point. You just picked the wrong one. The answer is the Philly special. It's a named play that will be aired in every Super Bowl for the rest of time. It's the trick play Super Bowl in fourth down, uh, trick play in the Super Bowl in fourth down. And again, it's a named play. There's a handful of those. The Immaculate Reception, the Fosbury Flop. Like It's like the truly, truly special moments get a name. The Philly special has a name. That is actually the correct answer. Should the Utley flip or the Utley fake throw to home be the answer over the stairs home run? Absolutely. Like, that was my first thought when I saw it. I was like, how's the Utley play not on here? Like, it, we know why. When we did our rewatch, we talked about it. But, like, it's, it's, if they had a most underrated play in Philly sports history or the last 20 years, whatever, that's the winner. Like, flat out. Like, no one ever talks about it. And it was the play of the series. I would agree. Um, all right. And last one I just want to rant on for a second is the, uh, the, the executive of the 2000s. Um, and Pat Gillick is on here, and Ed Wade is on here. And we've officially overrated what Ed Wade did here. Like, it is, it is gotten out of hand. If you want to give him credit for 08, then the, the person you should really give credit to Mike is Mike Arbuckle. Yes. Like, if we're, like you, can't, you can't do the whole, well, he, brought, he, he had the core. Mike Arbuckle drafted, scouted, and developed all of those players. So, like, enough with the Ed Wade. If you want to give one executive credit, it's Mike Arbuckle. And that's all I have to say about that. 100% agree. And Pat Gillick is absolutely the winning answer for that one. I will I will fight people if they want to tell me that. For those who don't, like, really think about it or think about the history, I mean, Pat Gillick's, like, a top five at worst top ten, but probably a top five in the history of baseball. Just to throw that out there. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do this on this podcast, but uh, was it you going to go some Pat Gillick slander? Were you about to go not, against me there? It's not really Pat Gillick slander, but like, I mean, he didn't really do much. I mean, he brought in he brought in Lidge, Bruntlet. Oh, uh, you're talking about here. I thought you're talking about baseball. I was about to like. Oh, no, 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 On you about the Blue Jays and all. That. OK, no. But good. like, what did, what did he really do that was better than what Howie did in 17? You know? Oh my God! Was, I didn't realize this was part of a pro Howie. Well, argument. it's not a pro Howie argument. I don't feel like okay, getting. I don't, I don't feel like here? getting into it. Is this pot, is this pot over yet? If I, you if want I don't to, get if enough you... Howie love with my other podcast partner, enough. Already. I don't love Howie at all, but it's just it's just pointing. God, out, I hate that guy. It's just pointing out facts. <laughs> but if you would like to, if you like to help us, who vote, do you hate more, Howie Roseman or Jake Arrieta? Two one five five nine two. I'm not sure. That's my answer. I I need to think. All right. If you would like to vote on the WIP awards, go to ninety four WIP.com slash awards. What a company man. Look at you. Yeah, Look you're at welcome. You. You're welcome. Good job. Is that all you got? <laughs> 
That is all I got. Pitchers and catchers, uh, 11 days till Phil's and uh, Philly social media team videos tomorrow. (laughs) My my final thought is more of a question. Yes. Um, And yet again, a theme of the pod, uh, perusing your Twitter account. Yes. You don't really think you can fix a house up, right? Like, just to clear, I know you say some things on Twitter you don't mean. You say some things you do mean. You have an inflated sense of abilities in certain areas, as we know from the past, with certain discussions about, you know, your playoff prowess and whatnot. Please, 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 as your friend, as someone who cares about you, tell me you're not going to buy a house that is a fixer-upper with the idea that you will be the one fixing it up, please. No, I will not. Okay, I am, thank you. That's all I needed. I just wanted to just wanted to make sure I because I care about brutally, I care about you. I I don't know how to do anything. Okay, good. When it comes good. to fixing anything, me so, either. My wife is so much better at it than I am. If yeah. something needs to be fixed in my house, Emily's fixing it. Although I do, I, I do no problem saying that. I do very much enjoy the show. Although I think it is ridiculous that it like all happens in like waco texas and they're all like two hundred thousand dollar houses that, so like, okay so i didn't realize like... that was the one that's really funny ma emily's aunt was on fixer upper oh really she nice. lived in waco texas nice. and she was on the show all right well i'll have about to that? i'll have to check out that episode uh I'm shout all out in. to patty patty PB. um but no i i would have no shot fixing up a house but i, I would like to see them try to do what they do here in southeastern PA, given the housing prices, so um, that could be maybe season seven or whatever. Yeah, can't wait for that one. Um, all right, uh, I gotta put my daughter to bed. So, uh, any uh, we did our final thoughts. Yes. We're done. Pictures and catches, Jack. He's fed some salt in the park. Though.